In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to have uh, Brother Stephen here in a moment come share what's on his heart. But first, I'd like the kids to come. Any kids? Any of them? I know the Culbertsons are out of town tonight. There's Phineas. Yeah. What's up, big guy? You are full of life. Well, we're going to talk about something briefly, and then we're going to do something. Now, just as Phineas was prancing down the aisle, and you looked like you were full of energy, we're going to talk about a man who was full. His name was Stephen. He was just a young guy. We don't know exactly how old, but he was a young man. And the Bible said he was full of the Holy Spirit, which is the main point. He was full of God. But he was also, it says, full of faith, full of power, and full of wisdom, and full of grace. He was just a full man. You know what? I got to see a picture of your plate. You had a full plate of food the other day. And your mom took a picture, and she was meaning to send it to your dad, and she sent it to me. I got to see your lunch. And that full plate probably made your belly full. (laughs) And your face was very happy about it. Well, I'm sure Stephen was very happy about being full. But when we're full of God... Some people don't like it. Some people love it. It's the best thing ever. But other people don't like when we're full of God because they're not ready to deal with God. So Stephen was actually the first one in the New Testament that we know of after Jesus who was killed because of his belief in God and because he was full of God. In fact, Stephen was so full of God, you know what his face looked like? It looked like an angel. Yeah, his face was so bright, the people who saw him said he looked like an angel. So my prayer is for each one of you to be full of the Holy Spirit, to be full of faith, full of grace, full of wisdom, full of power, full of God. So, we are going to, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to say full on three, okay? But then, I don't want you to go yet, because we're going to pray for somebody, okay? I'm going to say a prayer for somebody. And you know, speaking of Stephen, he was one who the disciples, they put their hands on Stephen and prayed for him. And I'm sure he got more full of the Spirit because the Bible talks about putting our hands on someone, praying for them, and the Spirit of God comes even more into their lives, inside of them and upon them. All right, so now I'm going to pray for you guys. Father, I ask 
that Phineas, Samuel, and Zion, and all of our kids, and even all of us who we are all your kids, that we would be so full of the Holy Spirit that we couldn't contain it, and that our faces would be as bright as an angel. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, why don't you put your fists in here? You can keep your distance, sign. All right, we're going to say full on three. One, two, three, full. All right, now stick around. I have just been informed uh, by my wife that this is Alex's last Saturday with us. Alex is going to be heading back to Glacier. Is that right? Glacier National Park, which is an amazing place. Karis and I got to visit there in 2009. And I, I, I'm not surprised that she keeps going back to Glacier. It is awesome. But we just want to say a prayer for you, Alex, and I want the kids to specifically, um, you guys don't have to pray out loud or into the microphone, but you absolutely can if you want to pray a prayer out loud for Alex, okay? But I'd also like Laura and Michael to come down, and uh, if you guys would just pray over Alex, we're going to join you. So come on down, Alex. Why don't you just stand right here, Alex, and... Michael, if you'd pray, and then Laura, you pray, and then I'll close this. Okay. Kids, let's um, put a hand on. You can put a hand on her shoe. You can put a hand on her knee. Father, thank you for um, Alex being a part of this community. God, we just commission her uh, to go to Glacier National Park to be a beaming light for you, Father, and. Uh, we know that you have anointed us, Jesus, to be shining stars. So I ask, Lord, that you would, you would remind Alex that she is a shining star. You would remind her of her identity. You would remind her of, uh, of your anointing in her, Jesus. And I ask, God, that you would even remind her that you've prepared a place for her. For her. She's been there, but there's a fresh going, Lord. There's a fresh commissioning. There's a fresh anointing for her to go to Glacier National Park, and, and you've done a work, and I don't know Alex very well, but you've done a work in her, I believe, Lord, between the time she's been there last, God, and I pray that you would just continue to strengthen, you would invigorate her spirit, Lord, you would bring a fresh wave of just cur courageousness in her, Father, and I pray, Jesus, that you would just wrap her in your arms, God, and remind her, Lord, that everything's going to be okay, God, that you are with her and that she's going to have a beautiful, I really believe she's going to have a beautiful time there, Holy Spirit, and it's going to be a sweet, sweet experience. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord, I thank you for this pioneer woman that um, you're so pleased with her saying yes and going when you invite her to go. And I pray, Lord God, that she, she will be of the same quality as Annie Oakley and the other women who were pioneer women, but they were not meek and mild. They were bold and brave. And I, I thank you, Lord, that um, you've just anointed her to walk this out in, in beauty and with no fear, we just speak absolutely no fear in walking with you. In Jesus' name.
kids want to pray into the microphone. Father, we thank you for letting Alex hang out in this town and in this community. We thank you for giving her to the earth. Lord, we give her to Glacier. We give her to you and we bless her with the blessings of God Most High. And we declare that she will be who you have created her to be and she will do all the works that you prepared beforehand for her. And she will hear a voice behind her saying, this is the way, walk in it, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Alex. All right, kids, thank you for being down here and being cool and tough and Phineas and Samuel. <clears throat> okay, well, um, we're going to have Brother Steve come. Open your hearts. I believe he's here by appointment. I believe he has something specific to say to us just as Stephen did in Acts chapter 7 um, and Stephen I, I was listening uh, again to what Stephen in the Bible said and man he went on and on he just like totally covered even details of the history of God so brother Steve if you want to go on and on we bless you to do that well um, we usually end at seven around here but yeah it's a little bit after six but Here's what I want. We want what's in your heart, what God has put in your heart, what you're full of, pour it out. We want nothing less and nothing more. Come on, brother. Would it be, would you like to have one of the stands? Would that be would helpful? I greet you all in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I am glad to be here today. I am Steve Moridi from Kenya. And uh, I am blessed to, to have visited Chris and Sue. Uh, Sue is my sister. We have served together in Kenya, and uh, I am happy to be here together with them and also to share with you in the name of the Lord. Thank you, servant of God, for allowing me to come and speak the word of grace to this house in the name of the Lord. Shall we pray together? Our Father, I want to thank you because you are ever faithful. You have sent me to come and share your love. I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit,
you will minister to us tonight in the name of Jesus. Take all the glory and take all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to give God the glory that I am here today. And I'm here sent of God. I came to America the other day. I've not stayed for long. And every time I come here, there is the way God ministers to my heart. I do not only come to minister, but I also come to be ministered to. And when I go back, I go a blessed man because I have been ministered to. I want to share with us briefly the word of God. From the book of Genesis 21 and verses 1. Genesis 21 and verses 1. I want us to read from there. Genesis 21 and verses 1. And the Lord visited Salah as he had said. And the Lord did for Salah as he had spoken. I want to speak briefly on those few words. And my message is entitled on God's visitation. I want to be slow so that you can understand my accent. <laughs> Amen? Um, and God visited Salah as he had said. And the Lord did for Salah as he had spoken. When God visits a man, God is not like a man. When God decides that he's going to visit a particular church, he has an assignment for that particular church. When God decides to visit a family, God has a particular assignment for that family. And when I was informed to minister here, the Lord put in my spirit, go and tell my people, the hour of their visitation is now. The hour to encounter with me, God, is now. And so I have come with a message to you 
that God will visit you in a special manner. He is Emmanuel, God with us. But God desires to visit men in a special way. He said he visited Sarah as he had said. Sarah waited upon God. Abram waited upon God. And the Bible says God gave a promise to Abram. He was in his 75 years when he got a promise. And after the promise is given, the Bible says it took another 24 years to wait upon the visitation of God. God said he will visit Sarah. But it took time for God to manifest in the visitation, in the physical visitation. But God was still together with Abram and Sarah. You may have heard a message, God saying, I will visit you. When God says a word, he fulfills what he said. God is no man that he should lie. He says a word, he fulfills a word. And in this particular word, the Bible says, And God visited Sarah as he had said. May God visit you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. He visited Sarah as he had said. There are things that I would want us to understand when God visits a man. Number one, when God visits a man, he breaks the limitation of that man. Limitations. You understand? Limitations. He breaks the limitations of that man. So there is no way God will visit a man and leave you limited. There is no way God will visit a man and leave you in the same level. When God visits a man, he breaks the limitations of that man. Your limitations shall be broken in Jesus' name. God has a desire to visit every man and destroy the limitations of, the, of a man. When God visited Sarah, he broke the limitation of Sarah. What was the limitation of Sarah? She could not conceive. But when God visited Sarah, Sarah was able to conceive in her old age. A limitation was broken. God came to Asbury. We have heard about the revival in Asbury. And that was a special visitation to Asbury. And it is up to you, beloved of God, to know that God visited you. And you keep the visitation of God as special and move together with God. 
he visited Sarah and Sarah conceived and when she conceived she became a mother before the visitation Sarah was not a mother but after the visitation Sarah becomes a mother God breaks limitation may God break your limitation in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ number two when God visits a man when God visits a man he restores lost or delayed opportunities he restores lost or delayed opportunities when God visits a man he restores we serve a God of restoration we serve a God who when there is a delay he compensates a man in the delay he does not make that man to throw in the delay he restores the man and he makes the man to shout victory because of restoration may god restore this house in the name of our lord jesus christ may the lord restore your hearts in the name of the lord where you may be in pain when god visits a man he takes away pain god's presence comes with restoration god's presence comes with healing god's presence comes with deliverance god's presence comes with joy god's presence comes with happiness so when god visits and he's visiting not for a judgment he causes laughter in the lives of the people of god may there be a laughter in your lives in jesus mighty name shout hallelujah god's visitation brings restoration so if there be anything that got lost when god comes he has a way to restore you he has a way to restore your children he has a way to restore your marriage he has a way to restore everything that got lost he is god almighty and with him nothing shall be impossible he is god who causes things to happen when others have closed the chapter god will visit you in the name of the lord number two number three when god visits a man when god visits a man he reverses the irreversibles when god visits a man he reverses the irreversibles first king second kings chapter 6 verses 1 to 7 second kings chapter 6 verses 1 to 7 when god visits a man he reverses the irreversibles what happened in second kings chapter 6 the bible says in second kings let's read together in second kings in chapter 
6 when god visits a man when god visits a man he reverses the irreversibles the bible says we may not read the whole of it but you will look at it and see what happened in jordan the bible says and the sons of the prophets say to elisha see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us please let us go to the jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell so he answered go then one said please consent to go with your servants and he said i will go so he went with them and when they came to the jordan they cut down trees but as one was cutting down a tree the iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out and said alas master for it was borrowed son so the man of god said where did dead fall and he showed him the praise so he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float therefore he said pick it up for yourself so he reached out his hand and took it up he reversed the irreversible when god visits a man he reverses the irreversibles when we talk about a iron the the axe head the axe head is iron and we all know that the iron don't float but this time the iron the axe head has sunk and the man said it was bollard it was not my axe head it was bollard and when he cried out that it was a bollard axe head the servant of god Elisha said show me where it fell and because the servant of god Elisha was full of god the man of god spoke about being full of god because he was full of god and he was shown where the axe head fell the bible says after he dropped the stick into the waters the iron box at uh, the uh, the the axe head came back to the float to the surface of the water and the man picked the axe head why because when god speaks even the irreversibles hear the voice of the lord whatever they call irreversible in your life when god visits a man it becomes reversible nothing will destroy you because there is god in heaven nothing can bring you down when god visits he makes everything simple for your life let there be a divine visitation in your life in jesus mighty name for god to visit men he does not visit men for men just to feel good and that's all 
when he visits, visits men, he makes them to feel good, but then they see the manifestation of his kingdom. God comes with his kingdom. When God appeared in Asbury, he appeared so that you can see the manifestation of his kingdom. He does not appear just for you to feel good. He appears to heal the sick. He appears to raise people from the level of slabber. He appears to make people know that he is still God. He appears to make people know that there is a kingdom that is full of power. When God visits a man, a man must change. When God visits a family, a family must change. When God visits a church, a church must change. Because there is a divine visitation. When I wait for a visitor to come into my house, I plan for the visitor. When I am planning for missionaries from America to come to our nation, because I, I have friends, I prepare thoroughly because I want them to feel comfortable. And I also want to feel good to have my visitors. And when they are coming, I have expectation that as they come, they will be able to minister to the people of God in the church. They will be able to minister to the people in the community. I have an expectation. And when they come and they deliver the expectation, they go home shouting victory. I am left shouting, oh Lord, thank you because it is done. Hear me, beloved of God. When God visits you, there must be a mark that God was there. There must be a mark that God was there. He never comes and gets out like any other man. He leaves a mark. He leaves a mark. The one that was sick, he's left healed. When God visited Jericho, he was when Jesus was going to, 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 to Jericho, it is a journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. There was a man by name Batimaya, and Batimaya heard about Jesus that Jesus was passing going to Jericho, and this man was blind for many years. He was blind, he did not know anything else, he only knew brightness and he had Jesus passing by and he said what is the commotion all about and he was told Jesus son of David is passing by and the man said ah, as Jesus passes I will shout so that he can have attention and heal me and this man, Jesus, is passing by. And the man began to shout because he wanted to have Jesus with him. But the people that knew him as a bright man, they cooled him down. They shouted him down. 
They told him, but Maya, you don't have to shout. But, but Maya, the Bible says, he shouted them all. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard the shout of Bartimaeus, he stood. He was going to Jericho. But he said, I have heard a shout of a man who is desperate of me. I have heard a shout of a man who is desperate of me. And he stood. And the Bible says he called on Batimiah and he asked Batimiah, what do you want to do? What do you want? And Batimiah said, I want to see. And God, Jesus Christ, the Bible says he healed Batimiah. When you meet with Jesus, there must be healing. When you meet with Jesus, there must be deliverance. Tonight, as I have been sent by God in this place, I declare, let the presence of God live healing in the name of the Lord. Deliver, deliver healing in Jesus' mighty name. The word of the Lord says when God visits a man, he reverses the irreversibles. What is the irreversibles in your life? What are the irreversibles in your life? What are the irreversibles in your ministry? What are the irreversibles in your children's life? What are the irreversibles in your career? What are the irreversibles in your personal life? The Lord tells me, Tell them that I am God who reverses the irreversibles. I am God who causes the mountain, the mountain to sin. I am the God who makes the mountain to leap like rubs because I am the creator. God is able to silence every voice that speaks against your progress. God is able to shout down every power that shouts against your tomorrow. Your destiny is in the hands of Jehovah. And there is no power that can hinder your progress to your destiny. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1. Ecclesiastes. You understand that? Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3, verses 1. The Bible says that in every... Let me, let me read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1. What does it say? To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time... To be born at a time to die. I want to leave it there. Verses 1. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. When we talk about season. 
Our God works with seasons. Our God does not work with clock. He works with season. There is a season in your Lord where God decides, decided to come and show up. It is a season. And when I read the story, the history of the Lord, there was also another time God visited this Lord. It was a season. He comes in a season to do what? For a, a time for every purpose under heaven. When there is a season, there is the timing in the season. A season and then he sets time in the season. He does not set he does not set time to dictate seasons. He sets seasons to, to be dictated by time. Are we together so far? And so, he says to everything, there is a season. You may have gone through a season of pain. But it is not a, a permanent season. It comes to an end. There is a season that you may feel that this season was not good for me. It is not permanent. Even now, when I was planning to come to America, I, I plan to come when it is not winter. I didn't want to come winter. But when I came, it is still like winter. You know, these are that's a season I don't like because it's not good for me. It's not good for me. I was here some time, and when it came to winter, I had programs, programs in Owens Ball to preach. But I I could not stay during winter. I told them. Uh, if it is winter and the way I'm feeling, let me go back to Kenya. <laughs> and I had to take back flight to Kenya because it is a season that is harsh to me. It is a harsh season. So when I was coming this time, I knew it would be good. I will be celebrating. But just to come, the Lord gave me grace. Oh, there is still, it is still cold. There's still weekday. It is still uh, all manner of what I don't like. But what do I do? I must stay in the season. Because it is what? It is a season. I cannot do away with the season. So, that's why I, I have to put up to make sure that I don't suffer. But it is a season. Hear me beloved of God. There are seasons you may not rule out. When they come in life. And you are in that season. Just stay put. And say in this season. I will not die in this season. 
I will not go down in this season. I will overcome this season. And I'll get to another season that is greater for me. Shout hallelujah. And so, after this season, there is another season. What is this other season? Spring? Uh-huh. After this one, we call it what? Spring. After spring, summer. After summer, and now after spring, we go to summer. So, us from Africa, we like summer. So, when we come here, we are happy. It is summer. Because you can manage summer. But you cannot manage winter. Now, that's what we would want. We would want. But hear me. There are seasons that have to be there. If you come, if you want to stay in America, you have to go through all the seasons. So if you are in God, there are seasons that go with you. The good seasons that you are celebrating, they are with you. There are seasons that are called seasons of prayer. Because of challenges, there are seasons. But I promise you, there is no season that will bring you down. You will not die in any season. You will live by the grace of God. Shout a better hallelujah. When God visits a man, he causes things to happen. Obadiah, Obadiah 1, 17. We have only one chapter in Obadiah. Obadiah verses 17. What does it say? Obadiah 17. This is what it says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Obadiah 17. The Bible says, But on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of, jo of Jacob shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph a frame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. They shall kidnap them and devour them. And no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau. For the Lord has spoken. I want us to look at 17 and 18. See what it says. But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. On Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. If we go to the, to the interpretation. We will say Mount Zion is where God meets with his people. Amen. It is where God meets with his people. On Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. So now that you are here, you are on Mount Zion. And on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. No one that comes on Mount Zion and uh, sick and goes home sick. Because on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. I say there shall be deliverance. And on Mount Zion, there shall be holiness. It will not only be 
deliverance on Mount Zion. There shall be holiness. And on the same mountain, the Bible says, the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. I know this is a city of, uh, of the Orogians. I know this is a city of learned people. When we think about Jacob, the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. When you think about Jacob and the house of Jacob, we know Jacob comes from the genealogy. Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Now when we talk about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he says the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. And it means that from Abraham and from Isaac and go to Jacob, the genealogy shall possess their possessions. The people that are called by Abraham, they shall possess their possession. And we know from the book of Galatians chapter 3 that we have become the descendants of Abraham by believing Jesus Christ. We are heirs of Abraham by accepting Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of our lives. So whatever the Jacob house should possess, we are also partakers of that. May you partake your portion in Jesus' name. May you partake what belongs to you in the name of the Lord. And it also says, the house of Jacob shall be a fire upon the mountain. The house of Jacob shall be a fire. Can I hear you say, I shall be a fire. Say it again, I shall be a fire. The house of Jacob shall be a fire. That is to mean when we come in the presence of the Lord, we are not just human beings in the presence of the Lord. We are carrying the supernatural. The supernatural. We were just natural. But when we gave our life to Jesus, we carry the super. And then after we carry the super, we become the supernatural beings. Say hallelujah. So we possess the fire. We possess the fire. That's why the enemy cannot destroy us because we possess the fire. Hey, say hallelujah. And then it says, and the house of Je Joseph shall be what? A frame. Shall be a frame. The house of Joseph shall be a frame. Who is Joseph? Who is the father of Joseph? Jacob is the father of Joseph. And the house of Jacob shall be a fire. But the house of Joseph shall be a frame. 
So when you are a fire as a father, your son is a flame. When you are a fire as a mother, your daughter is a flame. The whole house is on fire. May you be on fire in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, Sharibaha. Say hallelujah. And when you become a, a fire and you become a flame, you shall be able to see the manifestation of the king the way it should. Dear beloved of God, I feel convinced in my spirit to give a testimony when God visits a man. When God visits a man. One, it is not long, many years, it's just months ago, months ago, last year. One of our deacons in the church, deacons in the church, had a charge with a daughter. If you don't hear what I'm saying, you lift up your head, I'll repeat, you lift up your heart. If you don't get the accent, you lift up your head, I will repeat. So this deacon had a problem with her daughter. And she was taken ill to the hospital. And this deacon, she came to my house. I want you to go with me. She came to my house and told me, my daughter is sick and she is in Nairobi Hospital. It's one of the best hospitals. She is in the hospital. Please pray with her. I asked her, what is the problem? She's a young daughter in university. And she said, she is expecting and she's not married. In Kenya, that's a big thing. Expecting and not married. And I said, we will pray. And she left. When she left, I got a call from her after three hours. She called me and she said, my pastor, do you know my daughter is in the hospital? I told her, yes, you told me. She said, no, I never have not seen you, Deacon Rusi. I've, I've been in the office. I have been in the office. I told her, Sister Lucy, you came to my house and you told me about your daughter. She said, no. I told her, this is what you said. 
your daughter is in this hospital and she's expectant. Pray with her. And we prayed. She told me, my pastor, I don't know. She's pregnant. I told her, Sister Lucy, don't pray around with me. You came and told me about your daughter. And she said, no, I've been in the office from morning. And I've just gotten a call from the hospital. I told her, now, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. And um, I told her, I, I am coming. I am coming to Nairobi Hospital. So before I went to Nairobi Hospital, she was there. And she called me again. She told me, my pastor, what did you say? I told her, you came to my house and you told me the story. She said, no, I did not. And uh, it was confusion. <laughs> it was confusion. And uh, as I was going to the hospital, the Lord spoke to me. The situation was dangerous. I made an angel to appear to you so that you can pray. That the girl may not die. I went to the hospital. And she's asking me, who told you? I'm telling her, who told you? We are asking each other, who told you? Who told you? Because I want to be sure it is not her. It is the angel of the Lord. And she said, I've been in the office. This is my workmate. I've not left office. I asked her, have you been together with her throughout? She said, yes. Now we are wondering what you're saying. I told her, the angel of the Lord appeared to me and she looked like you. She's a very, she's a good woman. <laughs> so, the angel, <laughs> the angel appeared the way she is. The angel appeared the way she is. And she told, she told me everything. And so, I went. And when she was trying to check on the daughter, the Lord spoke to her and said, I appeared to your man of God because the case was dangerous. And you see, God will always use a man to heal another man. He wants to use a man. God wants to use who? A man. That's why the angel appeared for her case. Hear me. When God visits, 
Kashula Baha. When God visits, you know God has come. Do you like testimonies? When God visits, you will know that God has visited. He has come. That daughter, by the grace of God, God made her to deliver safe. She, it was a death case. But she delivered safe. The doctor said, the, the, the doctor who was with her said, this was a dangerous thing. But she delivered safe because God intervened. God came for her. Hallelujah. When we talk about God's visitation, God has a way to visit his people. Right now where we are, we are not alone. There is God with us. The angels of heaven are with us here because we are representing the kingdom of our father. Don't know why the spirit of the Lord want me to give another testimony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thou Holy Spirit, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, I receive. I receive from the Holy Spirit. 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 Oh, Shiaraba. I receive from the Holy Spirit. I receive from the Holy Spirit. Let every sick man be healed in the presence of God. Let every case that looks irreversible, let the heart of the Lord be upon you right now. Let the grace of God flow into your life right now. Sharia Bahara Bahara Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May that sickness dry. May that sickness dry. Let it wither. Let it wither. Let it dry. Let it wither in the name of Jesus. For the word of the Lord says, Every tree my father has not planted, it shall be rooted up. It shall be uprooted. Let everything that is in your system that is not planted by our father, let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Hey, Shia Rabahana Bahana.
Faria Bahari Abahala Bahala Ushara Bahara Bahara Baha In Jesus' mighty name Lubuzili Bahala Oh Lord Oh Lord Oh Lord Oh Lord Oh Shiri Baba Baba Baha Dara Baba Shiri Baba Bara Baba Hasha Dorobo Shiara Bahandara Baba Hala Holy Spirit Holy Spirit Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Lushila Baba Babahanda, O Lord, O Lord, I hear the Lord put in my spirit. To pray for a situation, headache. You've been having severe headache. It comes, it comes, it goes. It comes, it goes. Severe headache. It comes, it goes. Almost like migraine. Almost like migraine. Headache. It comes, it goes. The Lord says, just declare grace. Declare grace. Declare grace. Declare grace and it shall be dissolved in the name of the Lord. Lashula Babahashara I decree right now, let the Spirit, let the Spirit, the Spirit that makes you uncomfortable, migraine spirit, headache spirit. This spirit that makes you uncomfortable. I command you right now. I command you right now. Stop in the name of Jesus. Kataba. Zokatakabahata. Stop in the name of Jesus. I release the healing virtue of Jesus. The healing virtue of Jesus. The healing virtue of Jesus upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. Shall we all stand on our feet? Let's stand on our feet in the name of the Lord. Just lift up your hands in the presence of the Lord. Oh, whatever you desire. Jesus is here. Tell him. He's here. Just tell him. Whisper to him. He's right here. He's right here. Oh. Yisiaba. Nahushiara bahari maha. Hiribola bahari abahashulu bahara baha. 
Receiving the presence of the Lord. Receiving the presence of the Lord. Our God is not a complicated God. Receive from Him. Receive from Him. He's right here. He's right here. Receive in the name of Jesus. Horia Bahashia Rabahanda Rabaharia. Oh, Shalababaha, Shalababaha, Lababahana. Oh, Shiarabaha Lubai. If you can say it after me. My father, my father. I desire more of you. I desire more of your presence. Release your presence upon my life. Let it be a gift in my life. To walk in your presence. May you become a carrier of God's presence. May you become a carrier of God's presence in your life. May the presence of God be evident in your life. When the presence of God is in your life, there are innumerable company of angels that accompany the presence of God. Where there is the presence of God, there are innumerable company of angels. May the Lord cause you to see the supernatural. As you walk in his presence. May your eyes open up tonight in the name of the Lord. As you desire to walk in the supernatural. May your eyes open up in the name of Jesus.
innumerable company of angels innumerable company of angels oh Oh, give us more of you. Give us more of you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Holy Spirit. More of you, Holy Spirit. Let the sick be healed now. Let every pain disappear now. In the name of Jesus. Let every pain disappear now. In the name of Jesus. Let the ministering angels minister to you. Nashula, the word of the Lord says that they are ministering angels that minister to the hair of salvation as you walk in the presence of the Most High. They will minister to you. They will minister to you wherever you go. Allow the presence of God to be part of your life. Allow God's presence to be part of your life. Moses said to the Lord, Exodus 33, verses 15 and 18. If you do not go with me, Lord, if you do not let your presence go with me, I will not go. And he prayed, O oh Lord, let your presence go with me. May God's presence be evident in your life. May God's presence be evident in our lives. Hey. Oh.
Father, I thank you. Father, I honor you. Thank you for ministering to us in this manner, O Lord. Take your glory. Take your honor. And take all that belongs to you. Our Father. And allow us to move in your presence even in our sleep. In our offices, Lord, your presence to be that heavy, Lord. Let there be a mark of your presence in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you. Steve, will you stay right here? You get right here, Steve. You just pray. We're gonna. I want you all to join hands. He has given to us. We're gonna give to him. I'm confident that Jesus wants to pour into Steve right now. So, Father, we just. Thank you. We thank you of how you work, of how you send people from all over the world, Lord, to minister to each other. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for the openness that Stephen has for you. We thank you that he is a man that just says yes to you. That he doesn't back down, that he does not shrink back that he stands with the feet ready to share not just part of you, but to share all of you. I thank you, Lord, for his ministry, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you are ministering to him through his ministry. And Father, I ask for more grace, more mercy, more abundance, more provision, more openness, Lord. I pray that he would be a man that glows with the glory of God as he goes into you and as he comes down from the mountain to minister for you. Father, I thank you for the rites of passage that he's been through. I thank you for the work that you have done in him, Lord, that has made it possible for you to minister through him. So, Father, I ask for more rites of passage, Lord, that there be Uh, men and women, children, young and old, that would come and that through the life of Stephen, there'd be more grace bestowed upon them to walk down the narrow way, to walk down and through the narrow gate, to listen to your voice, to go out on behalf of your voice, to gather sheep that are not yet of your sheep pen. Father, I ask for the abundance of the harvest to be white, to be ripe, that by one word that Stephen speaks, 
that wandering lost sheep would turn on a dime and come towards you. Father, I ask for dreams. I ask for clear visions that the angel of the Lord would continue to stand by his side, directing him to go to the left or to the right, and that he would not falter, but he would go at once. I thank you, Lord, that Stephen is a man that doesn't want to teach about you, but he wants to teach as he sits and learns from you. Make him a father. Make him a father like you made Abraham a father, a father of many nations, Lord. That his impact isn't just for this generation, it's for generations to come. I pray for just open heavens everywhere he puts his foot. And Father, I pray for freedom to follow his footsteps. And we just say to everywhere in Kenya, be awakened to the spirit of the Lord. That you are the Lord of the harvest and you are the Lord and the Savior of Kenya. We thank you, Lord, for your righteousness, for your grace that has been bestowed upon Stephen, that has ministered to us here tonight. And we receive this righteous man, Lord, as we receive the, the righteous reward, which is you, Jesus. And we ask, Father, that you would, you would continue your salific work through Stephen. That there wouldn't just be decisions, but there'd be full deliverance. There'd be full healing. There'd be a full setting free of individuals, of souls, of minds, of bodies, of hearts to fully follow all of you for your glory and your glory alone. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Father, thank you for Steve. Thank you that you said, give and it will be given to you. Now, Lord, let that principle be played out for Steve. Give to him exceedingly, abundantly above all that he's ever imagined or prayed for. And I see you going back to Kenya. Um, When you exit the plane, I just see um, new rivers of blood flowing from you, the blood of Jesus. And that um, every thing that Jesus paid for with his blood for your life and for every person you encounter will flow. So, Lord, we bless this man with every blessing and benefit of the blood flow of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God, for the increased humility that you have given him and you're giving him that he's going to walk back with more humility the life and person of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for this man and his generosity to us. Bless his children. Bless his church. Bless every person in his whole nation, Lord. We decree the blessing from Kentucky to Kenya. We receive the blessing from Kenya to Kentucky and let it continue in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother.
There was so much that happened tonight, and uh, just very grateful. Uh, I'll, I'll comment more uh, next time we're, we get together, but um, Steve is of God, and this time was of God, and I praise the Lord. Yet another wonderful thing Chris and Sue have brought to us. They just keep going um, from the... What are those things called again? The, the things that you always make filled with meat? What are those things? Samosas? Samosas. From samosas to Steve. Chris and Sue keep giving us amazing things. We thank you for samosas. We thank you even more for Steve. We thank you most for the Spirit of God. Y'all have a great night. Um, if somebody can help uh, clean stuff, uh, the sound equipment up, that'd be great. See y'all soon.